You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at OutlandishOutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, is Desi. And this is 2020. <gasps> Welcome. I How are you be, doing tonight, Desi? I want to be Barbara. Barbara Walters, yeah. I think she should do the, the ball drop on New Year's Eve so she can say, I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. She's Bubba Walters. Bubba Walters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. So we survived all the way through 2019, we think, because it's technically for us not 2020, but it will be when this comes out. So This will be released on 2020. It'll be released, released. Dead or Alive. Yes, Dead or Alive on January 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you like to kick the year, the year off this year? Do you like, have a good story to kick the year off with? I, d- I don't know if you meant stories or legit. <laughs> how, how do you should I kick off the year? Okay, so I kind of have a theme for this one. I feel like with the holidays, I've been turning into a theme person. Okay. But... What not better than to grab ideas to go with the holidays? I agree. I agree. So maybe it's a little cliche. I don't know. But, you know, anyway, so I figured, you know, why not take a look back on 2019 and take a look at some stuff for 2020? Okay. A look back and a look forward? Yeah, so I'm a little all over the place. So my first thing, we're going to look back. Okay. So 10 strangest strangest medical cases of 2019. Ooh. I know. So purple pee is the first one. Oh, my God. Purple pee. Purple pee. But it's really not somebody peeing purple. It's when you have a catheter. Okay. And the lady, she had a catheter after 10 days of hospitalization. Um, Her pee started turning purple that's probably not good well apparently um it's a chemical in the urine called indoxyl sulfate okay a breakdown product of the dietary components uh i said this earlier and i went oh i don't need to write down the pronunciation of it right next to it um (laughs) tritoph tritophan Okay. Into red and blue colored components, which together appear purple. So it's chemical and then the big reaction with the okay, chemicals yeah. there. So the urine turns purple looking. Huh. And it's usually a sign of a urinary tract infection. In this I lady's case that they had found it, um, she just needed to increase her hydration. Okay. So, well, that's good. So purple pee, not so good, but not the end of the world either. Right. Drink some more water. It's a good indication something's going on. Oh, yeah. If your pee is purple, you definitely have a problem. (laughs) Well, you might not, but you could. You could. (laughs) So, the next one's blue blood. Blue blood. uh Uh-huh. Someone from Rhode Island told doctors that she was blue. Vulcan? No. (laughs) She was blue, and she meant it literally. So, she went in with weakness, fatigue, shortness of breath, and a bluish color to her skin. Mm -hmm. They drew blood... And it appeared dark blue. Hmm. Um, and it had to do with like hemoglobin, proteins in the red blood cells carry oxygen. They were not able to effectively release oxygen into the blood or okay. into the body tissues. Yeah. Um, this can be an inherited disorder or it could be a reaction from medication. 
So they gave her the proper medication to help treat it, and she was cured. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's just, I understand this is just their blood, but it makes me think of those, um, is it Kentucky that has the blue people? The bluegrass? No, like another podcast we listened to covered it when we were, and we listened to it one time about this group of people that have genetic this genetic effect on them that yeah. they're blue their whole they inherited. Their, their whole like body not the blood their whole yeah. body is blue yeah they're inherited yeah. so it can be inherited or medication wise okay. and there's medication uh methylene blue is hmm. what they take so that's okay. probably yeah, yeah probably some, i forgot all about that yep. it just made me think of that there's some things that made me think like everything i've had anyways it'll give things <laughs> away Never mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, so number three, mysterious intoxication. I think we kind of covered this. You covered a story just recently. Um, man, but not on this. Okay. Something similar. A man swore he had never consumed alcohol, alcohol, but his doctors refused to believe him. Not only did the man appear drunk, but his alcohol level was very high. Um, he was telling the truth. He had a rare condition that in which his gut microbes brewed their own booze so they like fermented yeah and i've heard about this yeah i think i thought you did a i did a story sto- i, I did a story um where a woman was convicted of killing her child yeah. with antifreeze poisoning but it turned okay. out that was a, a a thing going on a genetic That's thing what going I was on thinking of. but i read about something like this before i've, I've heard of this before it's where auto brewery syndrome yep. abs i was like ooh ibs because it has to do with the guts but it's abs <laughs> yep so um wasabi overload is wasabi going be overload number four and i don't understand this one but hey okay She's 60. <laughs> okay. Wasabi and avocado are both popular green foods, right? Okay, but together? <laughs> so don't confuse them. I don't know how you confuse them. Oh, my them. God. How do you confuse them? Anyways, um, she was at a wedding, and she ate a large amount of wasabi, which she thought was avocado. <laughs> so I'm sure maybe she g- scooped it up like guacamole or okay. dumped I don't how know. How large of a amount are we talking before I, you notice I this isn't avocado? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have ended up spitting out because usually you feel the burn a little bit. Oh well, yeah, wasabi's <laughs> a little warm, just a little bit. Um, a few minutes later, she felt a sudden pressure in her chest, radiating to her arms. The next day, she was diagnosed with broken heart syndrome, a condition which the heart's main pumping chamber, the left uh, ventricle, becomes enlarged and weakened, so it doesn't pump properly. Hmm. Um, this can be triggered by emotional or physical stress. So she just really, really wanted avocado. And when she found out it was wasabi, her heart was broken. She broke her heart. <laughs> 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 and um, this condition is usually just temporary. So she was okay. So well, that's good. That's good. Glad, glad she's all okay. Definitely a weird case though. So number five, they start getting interesting. Oh, they start getting in- interesting? I yeah, because number five wasn't what meant me go, oh, number six was, because I was upstairs, I'm like, okay. oh my God. <laughs> number five, uh, penile ossification. Penile asphyxiation? O-S-S-I. Oh, definitely not asphyxiation. O-S-S. I have no idea. Okay. O-S-S what, what is, is it? like bone, you know, like what is osse- osseo. Yeah. Whatever. Uh-huh. Um. So body grows bone in a place where it shouldn't. 63-year-old man just happened in the penis. <laughs> Grew a bone. So, 
grew a bone, literally. <laughs> literally. Interesting. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> so the man underwent a pelvic x-ray after a fall, discovered there was ossification along the entire shaft of his penis. Oh, my God. Yeah. This makes me so, sick. So, in other words, his penis was turning to bone. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's um, really weird because <laughs> earlier today I was listening to something um, and they had some people talking on a podcast or it wasn't on a podcast. I think it was a YouTube video and they happened to be talking about um, one of the guys is a nurse um, and they were talking, he was talking about the weirdest things he ever saw working in the emergency room and he broken talked, penis? He, talk, he talked about a broken penis and having to, to fix it started with peeling it like a banana <laughs> and Ew. it just made me sick to my stomach and like all queasy just thinking about it. Yeah. I remember watching, what was that show back in the day with Dr. Drew and Adam? Love line. Yeah. And a guy called in and he was talking about how he had broke his penis. Oh. And I'm like, that's not really a bone. No. I mean, it's a bone, but it's not a bone. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's enough of that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, just know if you have calcium salts build up in soft tissue areas, it does lead to bone formation. So hmm. um, number six, chest fire. <laughs> when a man's chest caught fire during heart surgery. Oh, my God. I know. The look on your face as I was saying it before you said, oh, my God, I was expecting bigger. <laughs> like, is this a, th- this should be on an episode of House. Like. It could be, except <laughs> then House would be liable for it and House it would, wouldn't have caused, done but, that. Oh. So but, it's a rare surgical complication, which he would have known in advance because it's something rare. Uh, yeah. Um, Is known to occur under the right circumstances, clearly, if it's rare. Um, the man had a history of chronic lung disease. During the surgery, they needed to give him a high dose of supplemental oxygen. So between that and the doctors also used an electro uh, cautery device, which heats tissues with electricity to stop blood vessels from bleeding. Mm-hmm. So between the combination of the two, it's, it ignited a fire on the surgical gauze that was being used. Holy cow. So it was quickly exhausted with uh, saline, and there was no injury to the patient, thankfully. Well, that's good. So, but yeah, apparently <sighs> open heart surgery, you could start on fire. Just know that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's just another reason why I don't ever want to have to have open heart surgery. This is why I was upstairs <laughs> and I, all I read was, man needed a high dose of supplemental oxygen. And I went, oh my God. Yep. <laughs> like it just triggered. So the next one confuses me actually, hair splinter. A fallen strand of hair seems harmless, but in rare cases, loose hair can become embedded in the skin, causing really? a hair splinter. Huh. Well, beauticians get hair splinters. Okay. I've, I've so never heard of a hair splinter. So it's not uncommon. Apparently what is uncommon is in Brazil, there was a man, he went to the emergency room with mysterious pain in his right heel that got worse when he would walk. Okay. And it was like a piece of long hair that like went into his it foot. Kind of embedded itself it into embedded his foot. It embedded his Ugh. Yeah. Um, he was Yuck. diagnosed with cutareus pili, pili, which is a rare condition with hair shaft of hair fragments becoming embedded in the skin surface. So I'm like, rare? <laughs> Beauticians get this all the time. I've like never the last time I went to take Ian in to get his hair cut, mm-hmm. 
somebody was like, oh, I got another hair splinter. And I was like, okay, this is apparently a common thing and it really freaking hurts the hmm. way she was complaining about okay. it. So it's worse than a piece of wood, I guess, maybe makes sense because paper cuts oh, yeah, be yeah, the worst. Yeah, you know, so, paper cuts are a, a small little sliver in you, I'm it hurts, you know, so I guess if, I guess if, uh, if a, a piece of hair hits you just the right way with the right in the right method, I guess that could One hurt. of my coworkers has mentioned it a couple times too. And I'm okay. just like, that's so weird to even hear, but yeah. it's common. So, okay. So a blinding diet. So if anyone, you know, 2019, this was discovered. Okay. So if anyone's looking for a blinding diet. Is this the new diet fad of the year? I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. And honestly, it could be because it's nothing but fries, chips, specifically Pringles, and other junk food. And it caused them to go blind. Yep. That's insane. Malnutrition, that's all I'm they I'm not ate. saying it's impossible. That's just insane. It was a teenage boy who was a fussy eater, 14. He was uh, found with low levels of vitamin B12. I mean, teenage 15, boy... Developed hearing loss and vision problems. Wow. 17, he was legally blind in both eyes. You know what? You know he's not thinking it was the Pringles. He's like 17 years <laughs> old and he's like, I knew they told me I'd go blind if I kept doing that, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's permanent. No turning back on there that. There is no turning back oh. on that. Well, watch what you eat, I guess. Um, that's obviously <laughs> extreme, but. Watch, otherwise you won't be able to watch yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise you won't be able to watch what you eat. So Somebody else is going to have to feed you. <laughs> uh, okay. Have you ever tried to eat with your eyes closed? It's almost impossible. I miss my mouth even. It's crazy. But he can still see. I'm legally blind in one oh, eye. I understand, but. Okay, so collapsed iris. There's a picture. You have to look at this. Oh, I, I kept staring at it and I'm like, oh my God. Yuck, I hate eye stuff. That's gross. <laughs> there will be a link so you can go look if anyone's gross. like me and you need to like know what this looks like. So, um, and he obviously had brown eyes. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so how does the iris collapse? Blunt trauma to the eye. Okay. Um, that makes sense. And there was a surgery that was done to attach the iris back to the circular structure that's behind it, known as the ciliary body. Um, so his pupil shape was restored and eyesight improved. Apparently, it didn't get completely better. But after it, he was still able to see. It was just double vision and there was pain. Okay. So, um, and then the last one, number 10, a man's blood was so thick with fat, it turned a milky color. There will also be pictures of it. All of these have pictures. Not all of them were. That's his blood? Oh, I forgot to show you the penis one. It, I don't want to see the penis one. There is an x-ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> this looks like, this blood looks like, what it reminds me of is like a cup of grease. As, as it gets colder, the top gets all hard, you know? That's what it, the blood vials kind of look like. There's a little red part of blood, and then like it looks like it's like fatty, gross so above it. A man went to the emergency room with nausea, vomiting, headache, and decreased alertness. Um, triglycerides, which are your hard fats, mm -hmm. um, 
are normal between 150 milligrams and 500. His was 14,000. Holy cow. So they tried to use the machine um, to filter the fat out of his blood. Um, the plasma phoriasis, I'm saying that wrong, and the machine clogged. So they had to manually <laughs> um, withdraw the blood, which is why there are tubes, pictures of the tubes, because yes, that is fat that you would find, gross. like lard. Gross, gross, gross. That people sh- shouldn't consume a whole lot of. So I'm sure his cholesterol was through the roof, in other Mm. words. (laughs) Gross. Those are the top 10 things I don't ever want to hear about in 2020. Well, he was diabetic. (laughs) And if you're diabetic, take your medication. Yes, definitely. Definitely take your medication if you can afford it. (laughs) I'm assuming he was a type 2. Yeah. So either if you're not going to take your medication, watch what you eat. Yeah. All right. My stories kind of have a theme today, too. It was not intentional, but I must have been in some kind of criminal mood today, this week, because all mine have to do with some kind of crime or another. So. Dun, dun, dun. But my first story, I actually, the first story that I've got, I read four different stories and four different sources, all of them pretty much the same thing, but none of them told the story the way I wanted to hear it told. So I'm going to try to tell the story differently. <laughs> You're going to narrate it in another kind perspective. Of, kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, this Sit back with my glasses. <laughs> this took place <laughs> earlier this month in, um, in Ohio, or Utah, in Utah, okay. at, at an apartment building. Um, uh, authorities were notified to, to do a welfare check. Um, on Janine Soren Mathers, uh, she's Why a seventy. Sound she's a seventy-five-year-old woman um, who had some, you know, minor health problems, and um, some family members and friends hadn't heard from her in a while, so they decided to do a welfare check and check up on her, and you know, see if she's there. It turned out she uh, had passed away, um, and she died of natural causes. No, no foul play is expected in her death. I feel like you did this already. But as the authorities searched her apartment. Um, they found something in the freezer. Okay. They found her her husband who had been missing <laughs> since 2008. Oh, did she report him even? Hold on. <laughs> um, Paul Mathers, his frozen body was found. Um, he, I shouldn't laugh. He had been, in 2008, he had been diagnosed with a terminal illness. Um, he was last seen at a Veteran Affairs Medical Center on February 4th, 2009, and he's believed to have died sometime about a month after that and found this week in in his uh, wife's freezer. Aww. But he was also found with something. Um. He was found with a notarized letter that just said, if I'm found dead, my wife didn't do it. <laughs> Could they not afford to bury him? No. <laughs> um, they... The authorities then reached out and found the person who notarized the letter because it was officially notarized. Um, she said she didn't read the letter; she just notarized it. Um, so she had no idea what the she had no idea what the contents of the letter was. The notarization was just to show that yes, this is um, Paul Mathers. It's he wrote this letter, and I'm saying officially this letter was written on this day. And you know she did, she didn't look at the contents. Uh, so they started looking at things a little further, and. It turns out 
Paul's wife, uh, he, Paul didn't have any life insurance or anything like that, but what he did have... <gasps> social Security. ...was a Social Security disability check and a, gover- and a, small, a small retirement pension from the military service. So she, over the last, since his death, they figure she probably collected about $250,000 worth of checks from the government to live off of, which is why he was in the freezer in the first place. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. Yep. So they had it all planned out. He, he was, he knew he was going to die. So he went to a notary to make sure that his wife wasn't going to go to jail for his death, at least. Because if she was caught. Yep. It would be more than just murder. It would be fraud for... And it wouldn't... And, you know, there's no no way to know exactly what happened, but my guess would be he locked himself in that freezer because he was going to die anyway, and that's how he died. Because he died with... It was just him and the note in the freezer. I mean, she obviously knew he was there. I'm sure it was talked about and discussed, but just really weird. Like, I can't imagine doing a... You know, you do a welfare check on a lady just to see if she's okay. Turns out, unfortunately, she's not okay and she's passed away. And in her freezer, you find her husband who's been missing for 12 years, 11 years. Huh. <laughs> kind of crazy. Well, if you're collecting Social Security by the time it's time for you to go, I know what we're doing. <laughs> Need a bigger freezer. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead. Who cares? Is it for comfort? <laughs> I figured you need to keep food somewhere. You don't want to keep me next to the uh, pork, to the pork roasts that are in just there. Just me. I will be right back to the single freezer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I guess looking back at it now that I think about it, you know, it worked. Nobody, there's nobody to prosecute for it anymore. She's gone. I think it was. You know, just she was in able case to survive. She was alive. Though, I'm, no, I'm sure that's what the whole thing was. If she, if he was ever found, and he wanted to make sure that she wasn't accused of any kind of foul play. Oh, that's so romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a notarized copy to say if I'm ever found dead, it was her. Hey. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Oh, okay. Maybe on accident, but not intentionally. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never know. Okay. Well, my next one's a long list too, but just so we know, the last one I have is very short and sweet. Okay, all mine are fairly short and sweet tonight, so good. That so that probably like equals it all out. I'm sure. So, it does. Um, mine's now looking towards the future, which it will be 2020. In the year 2000. <laughs> That's Conan O'Brien. In the year okay. 2000. What are we looking at in the future? <laughs> Uh, 23 hilarious predictions about the year 2020 that were that are way off. Okay. Although, you know, Never 2020, know. it could still happen. Anything but can happen. this says they're way off. So, um, number one, human feet will become just one big toe. <laughs> <laughs> um, 1911 from Richard Clement Lucas. He was a professor at the Royal College of Surgeons in England. Hmm. Number two, we'll all have ape chauffeurs. This is actually from 1994. Weird. <laughs> the Rand Corporation. I'm not sure I've, who they're. I'm familiar are, with the Rand R-A-N-D. Corporation. I don't remember what they do, but I've definitely heard of them before, like sponsoring PBS stuff, like sponsored by the Rand Corporation or something like that. Well, it's, in my head. it's a. A global think tank that contributed to the space program and the development of the internet, blah, blah, blah. Well, they predicted there may be a possible, or it may be possible to breed intelligent species of animals. Okay. So 
such as apes, blah, 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 driving chauffeurs. Much easier to just predict that nobody would be driving and it would be a computer. But nope, they thought it was going to be an ape. That's funny. Well, you have to think back to Coco and sign language. Yeah, I suppose. So, okay. So number three, we'll live in flying houses. So science writer, inventor, science writer, and futurist Arthur Clarke, uh, who co-wrote the screenplays for his 2001 Space Odyssey, <laughs> believed that the boring house of 1966 will radically different, uh, be radically different by the time we reach the 21st century. Yeah, that's one of those things about the Jetsons that you look at and it's like, yeah, and that's, nothing's that cool. I want a Rosie. That would be nice. So number four. And our houses will be cleaned by hoses. 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 I know. I was just like, so it's going to suck everything out of the house? I'm confused. I mean, <laughs> I know people with central vacuum. That's not really <laughs> hoses, but you do just stick a hose in the wall. So New York Times, longtime science editor, Waldemar Camfort. I feel like I should be able to say this last name. I have no idea. It reminds me of a manager's last name. Um, so he was an editor from the 1920s to 1950s. Um, he had a lot of different opinions on the world. Um, but in a 1950 popular mechanics article titled Miracles You'll See in the Next 50 Years, he predicted that you'll get your house cleaned um, just by simply turning on the hose. <laughs> That's funny. So I thought that was kind of funny. So, um, oh, number five, same guy. Oh. <laughs> he predicted we'd eat candy made of underwear. Mm -hmm. What? Same guy. Why on earth are we eating candy <laughs> made of underwear? Um, I could see us eating underwear made of candy, but because they make that. But candy made of underwear doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Um, he predicted all food would be delivered to our homes in frozen form or frozen bricks. Okay. And predicted it would even be possible to take ordinary objects like old table linens and rayon underwear. They make rayon underwear. I'm sure they did. They made a lot of things with rayon. And bring them to chemical factories to be converted into candy. Okay. Well, sometimes when the kids take off their undies at night, there is no way I'd want that yeah, turned no. into candy. I'm just saying. No. No. Gross. <laughs> Plus, I also read an article recently with if we didn't wear clothes and when you rip one, sometimes there can be some potent things oh, yeah. in that. So, yep. so, no, thank you. Number six, we'll have personal helicopters. Oh, Everyone. I wish. So forget the jetpacks and the flying cars. Um, popular Mechanics, 1951, they predicted at least one helicopter in their garage, in everyone's <laughs> garage. Number seven, C as in Charlie, X as in X-ray, Q as in Quebec, will not be part of the alphabet. <laughs> okay. So Ladies Home Journal did in 1900s ask John Watkins Jr., the... Uh, Curator of Mechanical Technology. Mechanical Technology. Yeah. At the Smithsonian Institute for his education guesses. He boldly predicted that the by the 2000s, there would be no X, C, X, or Q in the alphabet. 
that we would abandon because it would be unnecessary. So instead of saying a complete sentence, we'd say stuff like me, happy, good, high. That was a sentence. Okay. I don't Didn't happen and not going to (laughs) happen. No, no. I need verbs and all those other words. I don't understand English language. I'm glad that this guy that, you know, worked for the mechanical... (laughs) knew what he was saying talking about all right so we will have both telepathy and teleportation um michael j o'farrell um in the 2014 book (laughs) okay he's a little off like in 2014 you know gotta know we're not teleporting anywhere by 2020 (laughs) so it's the book shift 2020 he predicted that 2020 would be a dawn of nanomobility era. So with both commonplaces by 2040. So Okay, so we got some time, but it still is not going to (laughs) happen. So. I'm sorry, but. we should start seeing something. I love the arguments online about like the whole Star Trek beaming technology and how and how people like get into these serious discussions about how some people think you every time you're teleported every time you're transported you die because it's literally your molecules being ripped apart and put back together and (laughs) like i'm like this yeah on the show did you ever see the behind the scenes like how the teleporting happened like how the the special effects are for Uh, that no i don't think it's a glass of water with glitter in it okay that's literally what it was and i was like weird yeah okay so Number nine, all roads will become tubes. This reminds me of Ian's like Mario Kart things with the little metal things. So it says. um, We'd get places faster if everyone was tubes. (laughs) Um, So instead of the asphalt roads and the potholes and all that fun stuff, popular mechanics was. What? Oh, then you'll wish popular mechanics was right about this prediction for the 21st century. Yeah. So in 1957, they predicted that every road and street in America will be replaced by a network of uh, pneumatic tubes. Mm-hmm. I might be saying that Yeah, that's right. Pneumatic. So it would just, your vehicle would need to be powered. Yep. From your house to that tube yeah. is the only time. And then the rest would just be powered you know, by the tube itself. I get it. We don't have anything like this, but Elon Musk has been pushing to try to get the Hyperloop built in California, which is basically this from San Francisco to LA. It's a tube run with air that shoots you there. Um, they haven't been able to build it yet. But so it's like at it's, a bank, it's the, the same little te- tube Yes, it's the same technology the as the tube with the I money at the bank. I wonder what would happen it's the same if thing. the tube got stuck there and there was cash in it. Would, the, would I be able to go in and just get my 200 bucks? I would bucks? imagine you could. <laughs> I'd be like, that's my 200 bucks. Yep. You can keep it. Just replace it. <laughs> okay, so number 10. Nobody will work and everybody will be rich. I've heard of this before. God, I wish. <laughs> so 1966 Times Magazine reported... Um, it's more or less has to do with the futurists. The machines will be producing so much that everyone in the U.S. will, in effect, be independently wealthy. Even if the machines were producing enough for everybody, they, nobody would share. <laughs> the people who made machines would not share with the rest of the people. <laughs> Capitalism doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm not saying it shouldn't. I think it should, but it does Sharing is caring, and it can be fun. 
Yeah. Not always, but yep. you know. Okay, number 11. Mail will be sent via rocket. <laughs> There's been talk of this drone delivery. Tested, that's, there's though. been lots of talk of drone delivery. That's not that much different this than was rocket. Tested. This was tested in 1959. Um, the nuclear warhead rocket was, or in a rocket, the nuclear warhead was taken out and placed with mail containers, and the missile was launched towards the Navy Auxil- Auxiliary Air Station. Okay. That word was going to mess me up. <laughs> um. And it successfully delivered. Cool. So, hmm. um, and they thought this was just going to replace people from yeah. delivering mail. Didn't it happen. did not. So, number 12, I'm trying to speed this up. We'll finally make it to Mars. Yeah. 1997 nope. War or Wired magazine, Peter Schwartz and Peter Linden. Predicted. I thought by this point in my life, we would have set foot there, to tell you the truth. As a young adult, uh, late teenager, I, don't, I, I don't thought we would have. I would have thought we would set foot, but at least had taken off Yeah. by now. But oh, oh I'm well. wrong. <laughs> 13 women will be built like wrestlers. 1950 Associated Press writer Dorothy Rowe revealed some shocking predictions, and this was one of them. <laughs> so, 14, will wear antenna hats and a sp- and have disposable socks. I really wish we had disposable socks. <laughs> it is my dream to be rich enough to just wear a new pair of socks every day. I'd like to have new socks. New socks are always amazing. <sighs> and antennas, I mean, we all carry one in our pocket. But these would go. be on our head. I know. I'm assuming the tinfoil hats. Yeah. So, 1939 issue of British Vogue, Gilbert Road. Um, he believed that the 20th, 21st century we'd be wearing the hats, and we would have banished buttons, pockets, collars, and ties, and men would revolve, uh, revolt against shaving. So mm. this he's kind of describing the modern-day hipsters. Yeah, been a lot of shaving. So revolt. he can't be too far off, but, you know, he also said we would have disposable socks, mm. which the hipsters would not wear because that would probably contribute no, they, to no, the yeah, environmental they would not issues. wear disposable socks if you're so. a hipster. 16, we'll be able to vote electronically from home. Yeah, not going to happen. 1997 Wired article, Schultz and Linden again predicted the Americans would be able to partake in e-voting. I don't see it happening either just because everything that's online can be hacked. But you have to remember back in 1997, we didn't expect the internet to be like this either. If you would have asked me in 1997, I would have said, you know what, the way things are going, we'd probably be voting from home. Mm-hmm. And now there's so much corruption on the internet. Now it's yeah, like no. every other day we're hearing about some big data breach or whatnot. I'm really Scam. excited to see uh, January 1st, uh, California puts into effect their new privacy law, which if you're a California resident and any online company that makes more than, I don't remember how many million or billion a year, um, you can you have the right to request your data and request them to delete your data and they have to oblige. Well, I want them to it's delete Cal- mine. California is the first state to pass this law. I'm guessing it's going to sweep across the country. But it's not for individuals. No, it is for individuals. Oh. But the company has to be so big. You can't oh. you can't tell a small business you have to delete my stuff because they don't have the funds or the necessary manpower to deal with it. But if you're a larger corporation, like let's say you're Google, you a California resident 
starting January 1st can tell Google, delete my stuff, and they have 90 days to delete your stuff. Delete all data on you. Apparently, I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> it's really kind of an interesting law. That is kind of cool. So, number 17, everyone will stop drinking coffee and tea. <laughs> yeah, that went in the other direction. <laughs> 1937, Nikola Tesla predicted that within a century, coffee, tea, and tobacco will no longer be vague or vogue. Yeah, that uh, didn't happen. Yeah, everybody became addicted to it all. Yeah. Except tea is not, well, if there's caffeine in it. Yeah. But, okay. So, there will be blood banks for teeth. Um, 1947 issue of Mechanic Illustrated Magazine. I want to suck you. Lester, <laughs> Lester David promised that the future will have tooth banks. So he wasn't too far off right. because tooth banks? people okay. do save umbilical cords, yeah. teeth, mm -hmm. um, we do all use, the stem cell stuff. We do use so, all, the, all the stuffs. So I think there are places you can send in baby teeth, though. Probably. I wouldn't surprise so, me. That one actually wasn't too far off. Yeah. Um, 18. 19. Everyone will be a vegetarian. <laughs> no. A lot of people wish. Um, 1913. Gustav Biscoff. <laughs> Gustav Biscoff. There we go. That was a tongue twister. There's a name for you. Former president of the American Meat Packers Association predicted that meat diets would consist of mostly vegetables as the years went on because of the shortage of meat, he told New York Times. 1913. So this is I close mean, to a, the Depression. It's a long time ago, but and this guy's in the meat packing shortage industry. Shortage of meat. Apparently, we're unaware of the history of... I didn't know there was a shortage of meat. Well, really we just learned that, okay. so... You know, maybe, maybe you can research that and do a story on somebody it. Somebody should have taught him how to make more meat that Ugh. it reproduces. It's probably how it all came about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's forget about the GMOs. Yeah. So, 20. Uh, but also eating will no longer be necessary. Oh, I wish. I know, I kind of wish too. So... Just 15 years ago, it was made by the futurist and computer science Ray Kurzweil. He wrote in his book, 2005, the singularity is near when humans transcend biologically. Um, that by the 2020s, there will be nanobots capable of entering the bloodstreams to feed cells and extra waste. <laughs> that would be cool. So, like, I love food. Don't get me wrong. I like the taste of food. But I wish I could just eat something or ingest something that just took care of everything I needed and that's it. Like a little pill. You know, yeah. And just never have to worry. And that little pill also takes care of the feeling of hunger and the temptation of sugar and the, you know, that would be amazing. So much my, for my so-called bakery. <laughs> <laughs> I like to bake. I know. I like the pleasure of shoving and forcing my baked goods down people's mouths and yeah, saying, you know I'm the best baker there is. And they all agree out of fear. Yeah. <laughs> so 21, we have robots as therapists. I don't have a year for this um, when it was predicted. I don't know who this is. Maybe you do, but it's a global trends expert. Ariane Von Daven. Okay. Um, 
This is funny. I know we're going really long on this, but I got a funny side story for this too. But that's all I have. It okay. was just, I don't even know where it was said so, or when it was said. Robots would be therapists is really funny to me. When I was 13, 14, um, we'd gotten a new computer. When it, first time we had ever had a computer with a sound card in it. It was a sound blaster sound card. And it came with this piece, piece of software called Dr. Sabetso. And Dr. Sabetso. What Dr. Sabetso was, was you could type in like he was your therapist and you could type in questions or say things and he would give you, a, he would say a response in this very robotic voice. But this is, you know, early sound cards and computers. It was amazing that this voice was coming out. And then at the same time, you could type like quotation marks and he would just say whatever you typed. But it was really cool. It was like, and they were trying to go at that. He was your therapist and you're supposed to sit and talk to him. And this is, I don't know, 1992. Weird. Yeah. Weird. So he was paraphrasing. Yeah. Just repeating back to you. Well, no, he either would tell you what you could type. You could, he would either say exactly what you said or you could say you could you know ask him things like um i had a bad day at work today should i quit my job and he'd give you a really in-depth kind of answer he would have turned around and said desiree i've been telling you this for the longest time now if you're not going to listen to me by now <laughs> yeah. and just quit your job yeah, it, it, like I said, and leave, 1992. there is no help I can give you any longer. Please do not ask me this question for the 300th and yep. 74th time. It would probably be longer than that. Probably. Um, what's 364 times five? I don't know. I'm not doing math. Okay. So for the last five years. <laughs> Anyways. Um, 22, we're almost at the end here. 22, vacuums will be nuclear powered. A lot of things were supposed to be nuclear powered. That had been scary. So Alex Luton, former president of Luton Vacuum Company, <laughs> predicted in 1955 the nuclear powered vacuum cleaners would be a reality in the future. Um, he's the president of vacuums. You know darn yeah. well. But you know what? I would rather have my... Floors be dirty, then welcome radiation. Yes, uh, we don't need we don't need nuclear power vacuums. So, could you imagine that rod, yeah. <laughs> that no. elephant foot sitting in the bottom of your basement? No. Okay, so twenty three. There would be no need for futurists to predict the future. This one confused me, but I'm going to read it anyways. Okay. In the 1900s and the early and earlier in the 2000s, many futurists made the prediction as to how 2020 would look. But David Evans, the chief futurist of Cisco Visual Networking actually predicted that he'd be out of a job by this time because he forecasted everyone would be able to predict the future themselves oh. by 2020. Predicting the future will be a commonplace for the average person. And maybe this okay. goes back to makes, the nano thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what he's saying that, you know, it, we're going to discover how to predict the future. So everybody will be able to predict the future. So there'll be no need to have It'll some experts we'll weighing in dead. on what they think the future is going to be like. We won't be able to predict it because we're all going to be dead. Huh. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's protecting. Maybe. Oh my God, it's the end of the world. Maybe. I need to go buy my gallon of water just in case. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so yep. you go. Okay. All right. Well, my next story, once again, we're, we've got another criminal here. Ooh, another criminal. This criminal makes me wish we would have spent Christmas Eve in Denver. Why? David Wayne Oliver, 65 years old, on Christmas Eve morning, 
uh, in Colorado Springs. Actually, no, in Col- this is in Colorado Springs, not in Denver. Uh, Denver was where the paper was located. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. In Colorado Sp- Springs, David Wayne Oliver, 65 years old, walked into the local bank, said he had a gun, and said, give me all your cash. They gave him his cash. They gave him the cash as they were, you know, as a lot of banks are trained to do. Don't fight the robber. Just uh, let him have it. He then left the bank, walked down the street to Starbucks, stood in the middle of the street and started throwing money saying, Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) Happy holidays. (laughs) That's horrible. I mean, yay to the poor. Uh, David Wayne. a Robin Hood. David Wayne Oliver is a a little bit of a heavier, not overly, but slightly heavier set man with white hair and a white beard, which made it even better because he looks <gasps> just like Santa Claus. Santa. <laughs> Santa's coming. Um, it has been reported that many people that were around the scene did return the money and give the money to the police or back to the bank. But there are still a few thousand dollars that have been <laughs> remained unaccounted this for. This should have been on our last episode. <laughs> it should have been. I was kind of bummed that I found it today. Unfortunately, our last episode was recorded before this happened, so that couldn't have happened. But this is a merry but. 2019 past <laughs> history yeah. story. He is being held um, in uh, in jail on a $10,000 bond for robbing the bank, obviously. Um but I just thought it was kind of a, a nice Christmas story of going yes. to rob a bank and he didn't rob the bank to try to, you know, make it better for himself. He robbed the bank to try to give everybody a Merry Christmas. Except for the bank tellers who probably now have yeah. PTSD. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he counts? said he had a gun, but he did not. Uh, no no weapon was found. And it turns out he didn't really have a gun. He just said he did. And they just gave him the money. So. That's hilarious. Yes, it's, it's a lot easier to rob a bank than I thought it was. I mean, but, but if he said he had a gun, are you going to be the bank teller and go... No, you don't. No, no. <laughs> I no. might, but you know, that's me. No, <laughs> no you don't. I'm going to call your bluff. Oh, oh, <laughs> look at that. Are you sure it's not a water pistol? <laughs> I also thought it was funny. Um, After he had stood and threw out all the money, he literally sat down in a at a table at Starbucks and waited to get arrested. Didn't, oh, that's he didn't hilarious. Even try to run. He didn't, he didn't try so to escape. He just he didn't, knew he was going to get. He obviously, he knew this was going to happen. He was being a modern day Robin Hood. I guess so. I guess so. Well, steal from the rich, give to the poor. Yeah. Even though, you know, it might have been poor people's money in the bank you stole. Not that <laughs> not that the money is somebody's. Never mind. <laughs> so my last one, of course, has to do with criminals. Because how can we not finish out the year and start the new year with criminals? But you had the, kind of the same idea. Okay. But mine is... Three of the dumbest criminals of nineteen or two thousand nineteen. Cool. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was reading a bunch of these today. That's how I got three stories. They were, were from some lists, not of three. I was le- reading lists like of twenty and thirty. So. Well, one of them. These are the top three, though, because okay. I was looking for the top three type thing, and I kept coming across one. One was like a voting thing, and they had fifty-two voters on one. I'm like, that isn't even enough to consider this actual. Plus, by the time we release yeah. it, it could still change. So then I went to the next link and I got this. Okay. So, three. Bold bike thief. Okay. So, in Gladstone, Oregon, Adam Val, um, in front of the local police station, walked up to the front 
um, with a pair of bolt cutters and started cutting the lock on a bike. Holy police, cow. <laughs> yeah, two police officers inside were watching the security camera video apprehended him minutes later. So he was still in the process. There's a video of this on That's the link. That's hilarious. So you can actually see him get arrested. That's hilarious. Um, Number two, you've actually talked about this, so I'm not going to talk about it very long. Okay. So uh, the doorbell liquor. Oh, the doorbell liquor. Good old doorbell liquor. <laughs> yes. So. He was a good story. He was a good story. So, yep, not going to go into that one. But there's a link if you didn't hear that episode. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, I thought you almost had my story. I was quick looking at the name. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Um, But mine is a bank robber. And he went in to a bank. And it was a U.S. bank branch in Cleveland. Okay. And he handed a note. Written was from the Ohio... Bureau of Motor Vehicles that contained both his name and address. Okay. So on the back of that receipt that he had, he wrote, <laughs> give me all your money. <laughs> <laughs> so the special agent Vicki Anderson from Cleveland branch of the FBI Genius. tactfully stated, a lot of times we're sending out pictures and we have no idea who this person could be or what part of town they're from. And when you present a note with your name already on it and address, it helps law enforcement law enforcement tremendously. <laughs> the teller who noticed the information right away even used his name, used Michael's name when she handed him his $200 that was in her till. Oh, my Here God. Here you go, Michael. Like, it didn't even dawn on him. <laughs> like, hello, how do you know my name? <laughs> So, oh, yep. Funny. And they just gave that information and yes. That, that's her, that's hilarious. That is awesome. hilarious. Awesome. So apparently he put a lot of time and thought into that. Uh, yeah, apparently. So <laughs> that was top three crimes of 2019. I hope everyone who listens to this realizes if you want to start a life of crime, you need to be pretty smart. Yeah. It does take thought. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have one more criminal to go. And I cannot end the year without talking about a criminal from Florida. <laughs> well, the of only way to course, go. Of course, it's the only way to end the episode. This when I when I read this story earlier today, I thought this is my last story of the year cuz it kind of sums up the year. It sums up the show for me. A lot funny, stupid, Oh my God! In- incidents that I read about while 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 doing this. These are things you would do, isn't it? No. This reminds me. No. Reminds no. you of something you would do, wouldn't no, it? No, this is not reminding. Just me of admit I would do. it, Alan. Um, in the link on the website, I will encourage anybody to come check it out because I, I will actually have a link to a recording of a nine one one call. So he's not shoving a so, chainsaw. But down I'm going his to pants. read. I'm going to read um, some of the transcript of that nine one one call. Okay. Um, the subject of the call called 911 and he says I want to know I like I ran from a cop like 30 minutes to an hour ago um I was the guy that uh over there off of King's Estates like what do we pay you guys for like I've driven past like four cops and nobody's arrested me the dispatcher says what do you mean you ran from a cop I mean he turned his lights on me he got behind me and as he was walking up to my car I did a donut and I left him standing there Okay, so you want to see the officer, or what's your question? 
Like, my question is, I'm assuming he put an APB out. Has someone look, been looking for my car? So, like, he definitely got the plate number, but I've passed, like, four cops just driving around. What are you guys doing? The dispatcher oh says, God. Oh, we're working on many calls, sir. Uh, turns out they did not get his license plate during the re- arrest, his license plate information, but he did freely give his information when he called 911. Because they were like... <laughs> Okay, well, we can get this over to our officers. What's your name, sir, and phone number, right? Yeah, so uh, later that day, um, cops uh, showed up at his house and arrested him, and they informed him at the time that, you know, they did not catch his plate number when they tried to pull him over early in the day. So if he did not call 911, they would have never known who he was. What an idiot. And so he was quoted saying, that's that's really funny. I, I told on myself, no cop can catch me. But I caught myself. <laughs> so he's still making it out to be where he's smarter than the cops. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. my! <laughs> I can just imagine some kid, you know, being pulled over, decides to try to make a getaway, and then thinks it's just hilarious that he's driving past cops and they're not arresting him. So he calls nine one one. This is a you move. This is not a me move. I would have never <laughs> called 911. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh right out of right out of Florida. Um this didn't happen. This this was this year, but uh not recently. It was earlier in the summer. So, but that I thought that was funny. just hilarious. That just summed up kind of what I look for and what I look for cuz I usually try to look for, you know, a serious story or a history story or and then try to bring in one like oh my god funny story and this is see i just mix it up all together yeah and that's uh yeah like the guy's like oh i'm gonna call the cops out like you still haven't caught me i'm uncatchable turns out that call is the whole reason you got caught (laughs) what an idiot anyway if you like what you heard here, if you want to, or you want to just send us a happy New Year's message. <laughs> I like happy New Year's messages. I got a bunch of them today at work. It was very nice. What? Yeah. I work with some very nice people. Um, I want a New Year's You can You can email. always send us a, an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Or you can come to Facebook and leave us a comment on our page or post on our page or whatever you'd like to do. You should share. That's what you should do. You You could share share. and like. Yes, share and like. Or you could share and say, please like and please listen, you know, just sound desperate and everything like I do right now. (laughs) Um, But you go to Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcasts. Yeah. Twitter, we're there. Outlandish Casts, we're... We're a little different there. Yeah. But we're couldn't, different. We can get the what time. we wanted, but we're outlandish anyway. But I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Are we anywhere else? Instagram. Instagram, something. outlandish podcast. Yeah. I'll oh, I uh, lied. Outlandish outcast. Oh, outlandish outcast <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> it's, it's a lot to remember. It is a lot to remember, especially when. Sometimes. I had to stop us in the middle of this so I can go get another glass of wine. I have a day. I have a ritual of a recording ritual. Is as I'm walking down the stairs into the office before we record, the last thing I do is say, "Outlandish Outcast" is the name of the show. Outlandish Outcast is the How name of the show. Not? I don't know. It just won't come out of my mouth if I don't like say it a few times. I want to say other things. So. I do know when we were picking names and we finally got to that one. It was almost like a tongue twister, which made me like it yeah. more. Like, ooh, this describes us. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I, 
I'm realizing as we're starting to do the podcast, I'm like, ooh, we actually have to say it. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, have a have a happy new year, everybody. And yes. uh, we will be back again in 2020. But this is released in 2020. Yes, but we are not in 2020. But this isn't. This is released on 2020. I know it's released on 2020. Happy January 2nd, (laughs) 2020, everyone. Yay. Bye.